What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Vaughn Kohler, the pastor of disaster. What are your other names? Vaughn Diesel? Well, one you haven't used in a while, DJ 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 God. That's yeah. Jason Applebaum's favorite one. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if this is your first time listening, guys, welcome. I'm sure you came here via word of mouth. And the reason I know that is because we don't charge any money here. We only ask that if you like the content, if you like the value that we bring, that you bring one other person. Uh, that's my little fee. That's my little request. Other than that, the only thing I ask of you is to go out and do some fucking shit that you learn. And don't sit there like a bitch and do nothing, be nothing, stand for nothing, accomplish nothing, and then whine and cry like most of society about why the fuck they can't do anything. <laughs> DJ Salmon Shorts over here is is here with his Salmon Shorts, just so you know. MC. MC Salmon. I'm still laughing on the inside because right before we started the podcast, you called Vaughn a little bitch, and I love yeah. that. Because he tried yeah. copping out on some work. That's, that Vaughn does try to cop out on work. <laughs> Doesn't he? I try to be more efficient does by not, not doing work that more I don't efficient have to do. No. By not doing work. That's right. Yeah. He's more efficient with his time How's by not work doing out work. For some people yeah. are work born workers, some people are foremen. I'm a foreman. Oh Jesus. <laughs> you only get to be a foreman by doing the work. I know, I was just testing. Yeah. You. Okay. Look, here's the deal. Today we have a really special podcast. It's something that we haven't done before. We're gonna try it out. I think it's gonna be a great thing. Um, we actually have a room full of actual entrepreneurs, uh, young people who are out hustling, doing the things that you all want to do, um, and we're going to do basically a live Q&A with these guys. They're the winners of the 100th episode MFCEO contest that we have where we fly people out, and we're just going to go one by one and, and let them ask some questions, and we're going to have conversations, and so we might jump around a little bit. The important thing to know, guys, is that if this is your first time listening you have to understand that being an entrepreneur, having the mindset of an entrepreneur, becoming a motherfucking CEO is not just about owning a business. It's about how you live your life, okay? Having an entrepreneurial mindset, having a mindset of self-awareness, of control, of confidence, those things are valuable in any area of life. So you might not be the guy owning the McDonald's right now. You might be the motherfucker making French fries. But the reality is, is if you listen to this podcast, you can develop the skills needed to progress very, very far in whatever your goals are. So guys, as we talk about these things, don't tune out because you don't own a fucking business. You're doing yourself a disservice. So Vaughn, introduce these people and let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get into this. All right. To my left, I have Jesus, otherwise known as Jesus the Messiah Delgado, straight from Naples, Florida, and uh, he's got a lot of going on. Young guy, twenty-one years old, and you uh, you have an apparel company kind of on the side. But your your nine-to-five job is a is a uh, you said a bank assistant, bank manager, and then you're also working on some brand development. Now come and, over uh, here, and get, come over here and get in front of the mic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's going to be our first uh, first question. Yo, what's up, guys? My name is Zeus. Uh, you guys want me to t uh, say what I do a little bit? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, um, like they said, uh, I'm in the finance industry. I got a nine-to-five job right now, busting my ass on, on that. Um, growing there, I know I'm learning a lot. You know, I see what PJ talks about, that even though he, his job, he knew he wasn't going to do that forever, he knows that those He's skills... He's PJ from Secret Entourage. Yeah, he knows uh, that he's going to use those skills. Third Circle Theory. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, reading his book now. So he says that he knows he's going to use those skills in the future. Um, but I do that. I do a lot of uh, real estate investing. Um, I'm learning a lot about that. I got a couple houses. Bought my first house when I was 19. Um, bought my second one when I was 20. And next week, hopefully, putting a contract on a third house. And he's I, 21 right now. I'm 21 right now. Bought his first uh, one at 19, right? I bought my first house yeah. at 19. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anything's possible, guys. And you got to remember that, you know, no matter what you're doing. What's uh, your Insta? My Insta? Plugging already? All right. Yeah. Uh, at Zeus Delgado. I spell Zeus different. I put the U before the E. So Z-U-E-S Delgado. Uh, you guys can check me out on, on there. I post. So don't lie. Did you like? Did you like make a mistake when you spelled the first no, time? No, I didn't. I didn't. I wanted it? to be different. I wanted to be different. All That's right. why I did it. I I'm was just young. saying because like I made a lot of mistakes and then played it off like, oh, yeah. dude, I want to be different. No, yeah, so no, so, that's that. It's real. Yeah. So it's kind of weird because your name is Jesus, but then you also go by Zeus. So you're all about being a god. So have you ever I'm seen the Hard with a? With uh, where the dude's name is Jesus, it's die. Uh, it's it's Die Hard. It's one of the Die Hard movies. It's got to yeah. be a third one. It's a conversation starter. One. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I tell somebody my name is, is Zeus, you know, it's a, it's a conversation. They think they, they think you're saying Hey Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. But it, your yeah. name is Jesus. That, that's how it came about. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm kidding. Nice. But uh, anyways, where was I going? Oh, so I got the the clothing company. Um, I've seen, you know, minor success, but really what I've learned, uh, I've learned so much about finance, about marketing, about building a team. There's just a ton of shit that I've learned and. I, I paid for that in all the money that, that I spent on it. And, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So I think actually going out and doing something is how you're going to learn the most. And I don't, I don't regret it at all. And I'm still doing that, that uh, company. So I got a question for you, right? Okay. I wrote it down. Let's see. Man, he's getting right to business. I'm getting right yeah, to business, yeah. yeah. So in my opinion, uh, one, of the most parts, uh, one of the most important parts about being an entrepreneur and just growing yourself and being a better person is having confidence. Um, I feel like people overlook that and they don't really know that if they had confidence, their relationships with other people would be that much more important. And also if they had confidence in what they're selling and in themselves, they can sell themselves better and sell their products better. So how do you feel about confidence in having like that as a base, as a foundation? How important is it to start when you're, when you're, you know, you're, maybe you're focusing on like marketing or like connecting with people, but you're not confident. So how important is confidence in yourself and in your product? And if there was one tip that you can give the, the people listening, what would it be? And something besides not giving a fuck. Because right. that, that, to me, that's the most important one, but something besides that. Right. So first of all, guys, I want to, before I answer your question, I just want to point some things out. This, this guy's starting young, you know, 19 years old, figuring out how to buy his own house. A lot of you guys are emailing, 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 asking, 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 listening, 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 and not doing fucking anything. And the reality of the situation is exactly what he said. The money that he's invested, that he's lost, that he might not see a return on is part of his education. And that's how you have to look at your losses. So I think that's an important thing to point out is that, look, when you're a young person, you're going to fucking lose. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've lost. But at the end of the day, you have to look at it as, look, that's my education and entrepreneurship are my losses. And so it, figuring that out at your age is an amazing thing. Um now, to answer the question about confidence, the biggest problem with confidence, and first of all, it's very important, very, very important. Uh, you spent the day with me today. I doubt you're going to walk away thinking that I lack any fucking confidence. None right? at all. None so, at all. Uh, but the problem with confidence, there's two folds. One, some people have none, and the other spectrum is some people have way too much. You know, they're arrogant, and they don't understand humility and what that means. So they have a hard time balancing those two points. Now, I want to address the first part um, of not having any confidence first because I feel like that's the problem with most people. I feel like that's a much more common problem is that even if people pretend to be confident, they're not truly confident. 
And you have to understand, first off, is that confidence is not a God-given trait. It's not something that God sends down from the heavens and, and gives you uh, like other certain things that you're born with in your personality. Some people have a natural good sense of humor. Some people have uh, other abilities. You know, everybody has their own little skill set of what makes up their personality, and confidence is not one of them. Confidence is a skill that is cultivated through the process of doing things and becoming successful at things. So, the problem that most people have with confidence, and they say, oh, I don't have any confidence to do this. How do I do this? They think that they have to have the confidence first. And you're never going to have the confidence first to pick up the phone and make a sales call or to go see somebody. Dude, my first sales experiences, I was scared to death, fucking terrified, probably just like you or anybody else. But you know what? I fucking knew that if I didn't do it, I wasn't going to be able to get where I wanted to be. So I fucking did it. So what you're saying is even if you don't have the confidence, as long as you have the balls to actually take action, after you get it done and after you do it right, that's then the confidence conf- comes. That's right. Confidence right. comes as a result of those of those little bitty victories that come along the way. Most people get paralyzed by the fact that they don't have much confidence and they think there's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with their character. I don't have much confidence. I've never had much confidence. Well, motherfucker, I'm pretty sure you don't have any confidence because you never fucking try to do anything. So confidence comes from being embarrassed. I've heard that a million times, and I guess that's what you're saying. I mean, not just being embarrassed, but understanding that you're going to win sometimes, you're going to lose sometimes. And sometimes it is going to be embarrassing. Sometimes it's going to be awesome. But the reality of the situation is you're not going to fucking die. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like yeah. you you could go through and, and step through and, and find confidence through accomplishing little things. Now, is that important? Fuck yeah, it's important because it's impossible to really sell anything with, with, if you're not confident in it, it's impossible to sell yourself. This comes down to your relationships. It comes down to everything in life. Dude, if you're not confident in yourself, the, the person that you want to be with in a, a personal relationship is not going to find you attractive. Okay, there's so many things that come from confidence, so it's extremely important. Now, on the flip side, you have these people who seem to have all kinds of confidence, and they have these all all these different things that say, "Oh, I'm confident," and then you look at like why they're confident, and you can't find any fucking reason why they would be. Right? They haven't done anything. They haven't accomplished anything. They just seem to have this. And that usually comes from ignorance. They usually have no fucking clue what they're doing. And you know what? There's sometimes there's value in that because there's a lot of times that I've done things or attempted things or tried to do things when I had no fucking business trying to do them and it ended up working out. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know any better. So, but it becomes a handicap when you start really like believing that you're the shit when you're not. And that's whenever the world is going to step right on your fucking, on your face. You know what I mean? And so you have to understand that you know, being very confident and being humble are are, are things that go together to create a, a winning recipe. You know what I mean? So you could joke around, like I joke around and all that shit, but at the end of the day, dude, like I'm always listening to people and trying to learn and figure out and get better. And I think that's true confidence when you feel like you don't have to prove yourself exactly. to, to anyone because you're right. that humble. Right. And you don't. So, I mean, uh, you know, you kind of have to figure out where, where you are on that scale and, and, you know, become aware of that and and make adjustments, you know, to help improve that. If you need more confidence, go out and try to do some more shit. You know what I mean? Because eventually you're going to not going to be scared of it. And when you're not scared of it, that gives you the ability to go do it more. And when you go do it more, you get better. And when you do get better, you start winning. Then you develop confidence. So that's the answer. Solid as fuck. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Zeus. All right, up next, O Canada, we have Brittany Michaelchuk, who, uh, who's got a handful of things going on you've you've had a, a marketing company you also uh have developed a 
uh, and it, what is it, a bracelet company or a yes. jewelry company? And uh, yeah, you just got just tell us. Tell us what's awesome. going on. Hey guys, my name is Brittany Michaelchuk. I am from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It's very cold there. And uh, yeah, I started my bracelet business about seven months ago and it started off as a charity project and um, supply and demand. It was super popular and so I turned it into a little business. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 12 years old. And um, yeah, I also have a relationship blog. I love social media. I'm very interested in uh, growing social media platforms for my clients and and um, yeah, keeps me busy. Did you make that what you're wearing there? No, I didn't. I did bring my jewelry okay. though. But um, I was checking out on your page. It's cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, I I love online. Like it's a way of connecting people from all around the world. It's a way of getting out your message and passionately pursuing what you want and being able to get a tribe behind you. So it's a powerful uh, method when utilized properly. So my question to you as an alpha male is what are the secrets that you found to create a successful relationship in your life and how can listeners out there be able to create successful relationships in their life as well? Um, You're an alpha male? <laughs> Well, I was actually going to address that right up front. I think that people need to first understand what alpha male means. You know, a lot of people have this idea that alpha male is like, you know, this loud, obnoxious, you know, boisterous dude who like wants to fight everybody that fucking like comes around and like kick their ass. That really has nothing to do with it. Um, what really has to do is with the presence that you portray and that comes from how you treat and respect other people. So it has much less to do with like being this big tough thing. Even though like I know on our podcast, like that's sort of how I present myself. It really has nothing to do with that. If you want to be somebody who's a leader and you want to be somebody who's considered alpha, it's much more about how you respect and listen and value other people than it is about how you act. Uh, because it's all about how other people respond to you. So you have to understand that. Um, you know, First off, like you have to realize that relationships from the viewpoint of social media are, you know, it, it, everything's not visible. So like a lot of people portray our relationship as this perfect fucking thing when in reality we have our struggles too, right? We just don't, we choose not to put them on the fucking internet for people to see. So like the same things that other people go through, uh, we go through as well. And so I think, you know, it's just important to understand that, and I actually wrote about this uh, a couple of weeks ago on Facebook about how people publicize all all aspects of the relationship and that amplifies the good and the bad times, which creates for a more up and down situation that is really kind of hard to live with. Um, you know, I think people, uh, when they look for a relationship partner, I think, you know, that's where we're going to start at. You know, they, they look for things that are very fucking shallow. They look for things like, you know, pure looks or uh, status instead of like compatibility and support and the things that are going to matter after the first year of a relationship, um, which is natural, right? We all have needs. We want to like date somebody who looks good and we want to like, it's kind of a status thing. You know, you walk in with somebody you're proud of and that's all good and fine. But at the end of the day, there's plenty of people that have those things that you can still connect with on a personal level. Uh, and I think people don't, know how to do that in our society. I think everything is so quick now and so impersonal. You know, if you go text, uh, email, social media, I mean, you have fucking apps, you know, like Tinder where it's just like, Hey, I'm going to go fuck this person. 
And the reality of, of, of our society is that it doesn't cultivate healthy relationships by the way it's set up. So I think, you know, becoming aware of the things that you need outside of like sex uh, and physical attraction are, are the basis of what you should be looking for. Um, as far as creating a, a good relationship at home, um, I mean, we, I have a great relationship, but the thing is, is that, you know, we, it started with a good foundation. So it wasn't like, uh, we met, you know, on a one night stand or some shit like that. We were friends for five years first before we ever went out on one date. So, um, you know, I, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like I just got lucky with that. You know, sometimes I feel like I know what I'm doing. Sometimes I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I don't know. Andy, do you think that most people don't even think that there's a connection between their their relationship with their significant other and their success in business? I think most people see them as two completely disconnected things when in reality, everything depends on what energy you have either taking away or contributing to you. And I can tell you this, that building a company or becoming successful or making a lot of money, all those things require a tremendous amount of energy. And if you're not getting that kind of energy at home, and you're spending that energy dealing with something that doesn't work in a relationship area, you're not going to have the energy you need to put into what it is over here. So it's absolutely connected. And anybody who's successful will tell you that. Um, but it's not something that people think about. I don't think. I think they think of it as two different things. They think of it as my personal life, my business life. But at the end of the day, those things definitely contribute or take away from each other on, a, on an every everyday basis you know like let's say you have a bad day at work and then all of a sudden you go home and get nagged on top of it you know what i'm saying it's gonna suck everything creative out of you every day and that's how most people live dude most people have terrible day at work then they go home and they get in a fight with their fucking wife or their this or that because they don't have as much money as they want or they don't have this that they want and the reason they don't have this is because they're spending their time at home wasting all their energy in this fucking relationship that doesn't serve them you know, and on top of that, I feel like a lot of people are way too loyal to uh, to relationships that are not serving of themselves. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are they they will meet, let's say, at twenty five years old, they'll date, and then they think because they're with somebody for three years, they have to get married. And instead of thinking like, okay, well, are things getting better? Are they getting worse? Is it serving me? Is it not serving me? And they say, oh, well, you know what? Everybody thinks we should get married, so they get fucking married. And then they go down the path of the whole cycle. You know, they have some kids. They get more in debt. They have less money. They start fighting over money. They get fucking divorced. And then they don't know what the fuck just happened. You know, and I think a biggest problem with relationships is that people live to other people's expectations or society's expectations versus what is good or bad for them personally. So... I don't know. If so that you talked the about the importance, generally speaking, of of connecting with somebody who is what you would call a good person. But if you could identify one indispensable character quality, like if this person doesn't have this, don't even bother with them. What would you say? I would say the person being a giver as opposed to a taker. You know, you want to be with somebody who's going to contribute uh, and help and and push and instead of like be an anchor in your fucking boat. And, uh, and I think, you know, to get that, you've got to, you've got to be that, you know, so many people want that without being that. And, you know, it's hard to have a relationship. The point of a relationship is to make you better, right? Like it's not just cause you're supposed to fucking do be in a relationship. It's, it's supposed to make you better. It's not supposed to be this thing that's so fucking hard that it drives you crazy. 
I mean, if that's the relationship you're in, you probably shouldn't be in it. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, if, let's, let, let's remember the purpose of a relationship. What's the purpose? The purpose is that it should make your life better. Enhance you, challenge you, push you. Right. So what, you know, what the fuck are most people doing in these relationships whenever they're bitching on Facebook about how fucking miserable they are? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. All right. Thank you, Brittany. Thanks, guys. And feel free to add me on Instagram. My Instagram is Brittany Michaelchuk, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Up next, we have a very unenthusiastic, unenergetic doctor of chiropractor from from, uh, San Diego, California, Dr. Mike Wasilison. Hey, Vaughn. If you've got back pain, he's got your back, right? Kind of, you know what? I, I used to say I've got your back, but the truth is, is if you discover it for yourself, it's much more powerful than me having your back. Yeah. So I, I remove he's that got, line. So he's got your front too. He's got your you front. Know what I remove that. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about Don't pelvic. Don't fucking look at me like we that. He's got your front too. <laughs> we were t- hey. <laughs> <laughs> we were, Dr. Mike is a really interesting guy. We were talking about pelvic range earlier. I could talk about that all day. Yeah. yeah. Well. So well, Vaughn, you are the impaler. I am the impaler. You must be the king you, of pelvic you range. You know what he told me? Tell him what you told me about my about my uh, what you noticed about well, my. Here, well, Vaughn told me he was he said that he had back pain, but he thought it was because the food he was eating is causing inflammation. And what I asked you then, why would that inflammation go to your back? Right. Yeah. And just watching Vaughn walk, he's in forward tilt, meaning he's got a I'm lot in forward tilt. He's got How a lot awesome of curve in his back. It means you have a tough time doing that midnight move, Vaughn, which is where you tuck the hips under. You get up in there. <laughs> Vaughn, there's some room for improvement in there. Sorry, honey. <laughs> but what that does, Vaughn, is, is when you're in that forward tilt, it puts inflammation in your joints. And maybe you, your back is right below that tipping point of pain, and you just eat something shitty, yeah. and then it just takes you over the tipping point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's when you have back pain, that is the cause. Yeah, that, I don't that think could it's bad be. enough you know, to do anything. Andy's been calling me the impaler for the last two years, and I think his words are exercising. No, Vaughn, Vaughn's a fucking hypochondriac. <laughs> like this is Vaughn. Here's Vaughn. You go to dinner with him, and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to eat that sugar, blah blah blah," because it'll make me inflamed. But yeah, he'll drink fucking five drinks with fifteen fucking sugars each in them. You know I think what I'm I noticed that yeah. actually. Oh, I can't have that creme brulee because I'll have an, I'll have to go and take a fucking nap. <laughs> but. But 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 I could but I but bring me another fucking vodka and sprite, you know. Get the fuck out of here, man. That's right. You're a hypocrite with that a little bit. All yeah. right. He okay. thinks he thinks that like he's gonna he thinks he's gonna eat something. He's gonna fucking like like eat like gluten allergy whatever. He's got he's got everything. This motherfucker was allergic to like fucking air. I'm pretty sure. So anyway. Oh my. Well, Andy, if I if I could start off first yeah. of all by saying, dude, you've changed my life. And I do from the bottom of my heart, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've helped me. I realized what a pussy I'd become with speaking (laughs) to my patients and people. I didn't want it. I didn't think they wanted to hear the truth about if someone's in chronic pain. I didn't think they wanted to hear it. So I delivered them this watered down version. All that did was is is probably push them off to some other doctor. Yeah. I was in quick fix mentality. You helped me understand. You helped remove those barriers so I can deliver to them the unfiltered truth about what it really takes to get out of pain and get back to an active life. And, I, and now that message that you've helped this transpired through me, from you, I'm helping tens of thousands of people. And we've created a fucking movement because of it. That's awesome. So man. I feel, dude, yeah. gratitude Tell people to be your social, because you. I, follow, I follow you on social, and you do a really good job. Yeah, so our social media handle is at MoveU, M-O-V-E, the letter U underscore official. MoveU official. Now, our Instagram page, we teach people 
We teach people through through entertainment. Now, I want I want before you get on this, I want you guys to follow him because I want you to like see how he does his social. Okay, this is somebody who's taking something that. It's boring. Yeah, it's fucking boring. Fucking lame. Yeah, and making it fun and exciting in a unique way that I've never seen somebody do. The people so, are lame. Is that's what it was? It wasn't the information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, it, you know, I don't know. Like, I got a back pain. It's it's not that exciting. But the point is, is that you're ta- a lot of these people will write in and be like, dude, I do this, and how do I make that interesting? Well, they should follow you because you're taking something that isn't that interesting and making interesting. And that's a huge compliment because I enjoy thank, following you. Thank you, dude. Yeah. I, like I said before, when Andy gives me a little like, I'm like, oh, Andy liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but we, yeah, we teach people through, people always describe us as entertaining and educational. Right. And we teach people simple techniques, how to improve their posture, how to eliminate pain, and how to ultimately, really it is, how to live an awesome and active life. Because people get the medical system, here's what's happened, is I've been in this profession for 17 years. The medical profession pounds you down for your pain. You've got this disease. You've got degenerative disc. You've got this. And I got so fucking tired of it last year of hearing it. And I didn't say, I looked around. Nobody else was making a stand for it. Right. Nobody. Right. Everybody in the little local levels, but that's not going to do the job. Right. Not when the medical industry owns back pain. Right. They don't deserve to own it. And with Move You, that's when I stepped up because Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. So I fucking stepped up to it and it took some. And that leads me to the question yeah. I got for you, too. Okay. And so th- there was a turning point that happened, right? And I'm sure you hear this. I hear Will Smith talking about it, third circle theory. He talks about moving from circle one to two. But there's this point of time that happens where, this ca- for me, this cascade of events happened between listening to you, mentors, being fed up, that led to me going, that's it. I chose to make a stand for something. I stand to deliver the authentic truth and to, and to guide people out of pain back to an active life. Now, my question to you and all the listeners out there, I know they're looking for that breakthrough and transformation. So what have you found with yourself and other people that have had these transformations? What are the events or what events have you found that have led up to that day, that point of time where they go, oh my God, they've chose a life now of purpose and not pleasure? Well, that's an awesome question, and I think you answered it with the way you presented the question, if, if you are listening carefully enough. You know, you said that you were fucking fed up with the way that things were are. You were, you were pissed off. You got to a point where you're just not willing to accept, you know, the way things were in your industry anymore, and you took it upon yourself to make that change. And that's what it takes, man. It doesn't matter if it's fitness, business, your relationship. It doesn't matter. You've got to get to a point where you're just fucking tired of it and you're fed up with it and you're not willing to accept any more of whatever it is that is driving you to feel that way. And people will put band-aids on things, right? They'll make excuses for things. And when things are irritating them or pissing them off, they'll they'll instead turn the blame on themselves. Well, there's something wrong with me or I'm irritable or I ate that sugar drink at the fucking bar and made me have an allergic break, right? He like, did too. Right, people will make these fucking excuses for why they feel this way instead of saying, no, motherfucker, that shit is fucked up and I need to fix it. And you know what? That's when the change happens. When you're so tired of the way things are that you say, dude, I've had literally enough. I'm not going to go one more fucking second doing this this way. And that's it. And it's like you see this with people with with diets a lot, like fitness. You know, they'll say, oh, I'm going to start Monday. And it's fucking Tuesday of the previous week. Like, motherfucker, you should start right fucking now. 
You know what I'm saying? Don't wait for extra, you know, after this weekend or after this or after that. Dude, taking action right now is one of the most powerful fucking things you can do to start creating momentum. And so, you know, people are conditioned to come up with these ideas that like why they can't do it. Like you took initiative to change the things that you were upset about. Most people won't do that. They won't take initiative. They think that someone has to come around and qualify them to do that. No. If you see something that's bothering you or you are upset with something, whether it be in the world or whether it be with yourself or whether it be with whatever situation you're in, you have an obligation to start fixing it right now because that's where your purpose is going to come from. You just don't fucking see it yet. Every single great person out there who's ever accomplished you know, anything, they didn't start with this great, wonderful fucking feeling like, oh, I'm so happy that I'm going to go out and try. No, they started fucking pissed off because they were sick of the way things were. And they said, dude, this has got to change. If you think of any political movement, any government, any fucking discovery, any cure, any invention, it started with that feeling like, dude, this is fucking bullshit. And they went on to fucking become great. And so, dude, getting to that point where you are so irritated and so fed up is a good thing. You don't make excuses for that. You look at that as a benefit as to how I'm going to be productive. And instead of like sulking and being mad and being upset about it, you use it as a pivot to act. And that's where great things are born. Damn, the similarities you said, like if someone, I got so fucking, ter- if I, I'm like, if I see one more unnecessary back surgery, right. one more, but then you know what happens now is these people, the same emotions you're saying, when people feel like with pain, when they, when they hit a point of frustration, feeling hopeless or fearful, I go, that's awesome. You're ready to fucking do something about right, it. Exactly. You're ready to, you can use that to get your head above water and your feet in there. The same damn principles that you teach, can you apply to what I do, which right. is, f- dude, you can apply it to anybody, anybody in this room, anybody listening anybody that's how you get there is by finding out what bothers you and doing something about it it's that simple that's a good question nice yeah awesome thank you just ramp thank up you. the ramp up the enthusiasm and vaughn honestly seriously. thank you for being an awesome host and you I, you're seriously vaughn you're awesome now vaughn he comes off proper but he, he'll spin out with these random acts <laughs> of hilarity out of nowhere yeah he he tries to act like he's all goody goody on the podcast I right? do not, yeah. I do not try to act like i'm goody goody yeah. I'm genuinely trying to be a good person. Yeah. It's just that the bad stuff comes out of me every now and then. You know? I think every listener knows that you're a good person at heart. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay, next up, we have Joshua. I can't talk today. Joshua Rockwood. Uh, Josh is from the kind of the Albany area of New York, and he, uh, he has a great story. Uh, I'm going to let you tell most of it, but basically this guy's in the beef business, right? I'm in the meat business, that's for sure. Yeah. So... My wife and I own a company called Westwind Acres. You can find us on Instagram, west underscore wind underscore acres. We started our farm kind of as a passion to, uh, there was a need for my cholesterol to lower, and I didn't want to go on uh, statins at 24 years old for the rest of my life. So we found through a little research that if we raised animals properly, they gave us healthier meat. And over the years, it's become a passion. Uh, Now we're up to around 200 acres. We're hoping to hit 400 acres this year where we can hopefully feed about 400 families. That's badass, man. Uh, so our goal uh, over the next couple of years is to take the farm 
from baby animals right to plate in every aspect. And that's kind of what my question is. Uh, at what point in a business is it time to make that step? It's an integral step to go to, you know, to start butchering or start slaughtering our own animals. But it's also taking on additional risk, additional labor, additional work. Right, and you're going to have to invest some money. Invest a ton of money right. as well. Yeah. So I think if you ask 20 people this question, you're going to get 20 different answers. So what I'm going to do is kind of let you know when I knew, okay? Um, it's all about what your goals are, okay? And if, if you're thinking big picture, if you're thinking long-term, if you're thinking 10, 20 years down the road, which I think you are, yeah. um, it makes sense to do that as soon as you possibly can. Because even though you're going to invest the money up front, you're going to make the profit margins on the back end better and vertically integrate yourself so that you can produce more and, and make more money in your business. And um, a lot of people will get to a point where they will be able to afford to vertically integrate their business to, to take another step in, in, in the process. Um, but they haven't made very much money for so long that they like are like, oh man, now I'm making money, so I don't, you know, I don't want to invest even more, right? Because they right. get tired like of being broke. It's right, scary to stay broke to right, right, right. to look at the long. But picture. I can tell you from my from my situation, um, just ripping the bandaid off all at once was probably the best thing that I ever did, and just continue to invest, invest, invest. Because now we have a legitimate foundation that we could stand on very solidly and and make a, a very profitable business from. Um, and I, the little bit I know about you, uh, I think, you know, the sooner the better for what you guys are trying to do and just kind of like suck it up and fucking deal with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and just keep going. Uh, but if you ask other people, you know, you're going to get different answers. Some guys are going to tell you, you know, oh, you know, recoup some of the money and then do it. I don't agree with that because if you re recoup some of the money and then do it, you'll get comfortable and you won't fucking do it. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm afraid of that. Right. So just stay uncomfortable Go as hard as you can. Go in, and and it'll work out. Because I know you're going to make it work. So that that would be my recommendation. Absolutely. So I, I think that I think that people fuck up by not going all in on their growth and their in their in their infrastructure from the beginning. Um, I notice that a lot in our industry. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that don't do any manufacturing. They don't do any of their marketing. They don't do. They outsource everything. And then what do they end up really having? You have nothing. You have a fucking label and a logo. Um, and it just takes more than that to build a brand. So I think mm -hmm. for what you're doing, you're building a real brand and what you guys, uh, what your goals are, I just think the sooner the better for you guys. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So for the sake of time, we don't have uh, enough minutes to uh, to go into the the real trial that you faced, Josh, but I, I think it would be uh, important. Josh basically faced this brutal, brutal trial and this brutal uh, difficulty um, that took about 18 months 18 months to reconcile involved legal stuff, uh, some unfair um, charges. And Andy, you made a point earlier when we were talking about this that um, without wanting to minimize the seriousness with which you know he was facing that trial, you said everybody's going to face the trial. Well, look, we were, here's what we were, set the so we were sitting around talking, getting to know each other earlier today. We sat around for two two hours or so, talked, just you know had some good entrepreneurial conversation. Um, and we went around the table and everybody kind of told me their story and everybody was, you know, sort of saying their challenges like, oh, 
I'm having this issue or, oh, I had this issue with this and this is why this didn't work out or, oh, this. And, and uh, you know, Josh's story was definitely a, a very uh, difficult obstacle to overcome. Uh, he had a situation where his his farm was actually seized, quote unquote, stolen uh, from him for 18 months and he had to keep the business going. And, um, you know, we got around to like the end of, of the group and, and I just kind of like, you asked me what I thought the theme was. The theme was, hey, this is what we fucking deal with as entrepreneurs. You know, every day is going to be a fight. Every day we're going to have a new story. Every day we're going to have a new challenge. And there isn't a day that I wake up and, and, uh, and expect to have a day with no fucking bullshit. It's just part of what we sign up to do. So, you know, instead of like being the person who's always saying, you know, oh, why me? Why is this so fucking hard? Dude, just expect it to be hard. Then it's then it's then it's not that much to deal with, right? You and know, if, if you expect it to be hard, you can look at it and find find the challenge, figure exactly. out how to fix the challenge. Right. Like, what's find, today's what's today's game going to be? Yeah. What what good can we find in this? And yes. how, how can we move forward? And yeah. Move? And what can I learn from it? Exactly. You know? And and I think people really get fucked up in entrepreneurship because they have a hard time, and then they look at it and they say, "Oh, well, it must be me. I must not be a good entrepreneur. This must not be for me." When in reality, no, dude, it's fucking hard. It's hard for everybody. Like, dude, every, and like, look, I don't expect all the fucking entrepreneurial gurus out there to tell you this shit because their egos are fucking gigantic. But look, it's hard as fuck for me, man. Like, it's hard. It's, there's not a day that goes by that I have it fucking easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I, so if I don't have it fucking easy, why the fuck do you think you should have it easy too? You know, it's, it's hard for all of us, you know? And I think overcoming these battles is what ultimately is going to make you a very successful entrepreneur 10, 15 years from now when you've got the fucking, you know, the the market that you're wanting to take a chunk out of fucking locked down. You know what I mean? So it's all part of, like Jesus said, it's part of the education process, you know, and it's not always fun. But, you know, when you start expecting it to be hard, then it's not as bad. Like if you, you know, it's like, like, you know, when when you expect to get your ass kicked every day, after a while, you just kind of get used to it. Yeah, you're ready for it. And right. You can take it on. Right, exactly. That, that's really what what's drawn me into the podcast is you, know, yeah. you tell it as it is. You you, you yeah, teach us man, how to find I, the good in I all that crap. Any, it doesn't do any service to anybody listening to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, it's so fucking easy for me because I'm so good at this. And then they go home and get their fucking nuts kicked in and then think badly of themselves, right? Like, what good is that providing? I don't do this for money. I do this to fucking help people. And like you guys have to understand, there's two sides of this. A lot of you motherfuckers aren't entrepreneurs. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people listening. You guys are entrepreneurs. I'm just saying, there's a lot of motherfuckers listening that aren't true entrepreneurs, you know? And there's also a lot of people that are true entrepreneurs but are getting their nuts kicked in thinking that maybe I don't have what it takes, you know? And dude, I fucking thought that for a long time, dude. I used to always think about it like this. And this is why I always use the the magic success fairy uh, analogy that if you listen to the podcast, you know I say that a lot. Um, because I used to think of success as like this thing that was like granted. Like, dude, I wonder if I'm going to be fortunate enough to be one of these people or be lucky enough to be one of these people that, you know, gets to live this kind of life and make this kind of money and do these kind of things. And that's how I used to think of it. Like, I wonder if, like, if I'm, if I'm going to get selected. Like, it was a fucking lottery. And, you know, only once you've, I mean, do you ever, you ever think like that? I try not to. I know, but like naturally, naturally, right? Like you guys are all shaking your head. Yes, you know. I think we all think that when we're when we're trying to build something, we're like, man, I wonder if I'm gonna be that guy. 
And I think once you get to a certain level, you start to understand that it's not about that. It's about doing the work. It's about connecting the A and the B to equal the C. And it's hard to, it's hard to believe that when you're young and starting out and just getting it going and not quite where you want to be and you're constantly getting beat up and you're constantly going through these struggles, it's hard to, to see that it is really just an equation of fucking math versus this magic thing. But like you have to trust that when I tell you, and I'm speaking to you guys listening right now, when I tell you guys it's that simple, it really is that simple. It's just a matter of doing the work, learning from your mistakes, and continuing to move down the path, and eventually you're going to have built something. The luck comes in where you get up that morning you don't want to. You make that 11th call when you're only going to make 10. Yeah. You know, right. But Those but, connections you but get But that's not really luck. That's it's just your... Just the hard that's, work. That, that's the intestinal fortitude that you're willing to fucking display into your craft. And other people see that as luck, but they don't see that shit, right? They see that shit like they only see like, oh, the farm grew from 200 to 400 acres. Now it's a thousand acres. Now it's 10,000 acres. Oh, man, he really got fucking lucky at what he did. No, motherfucker. This dude didn't fucking sleep for 10 fucking years. You know what I'm saying? You don't people don't see that shit. So they believe in the luck because that's the stories we're told. We're told the glorifications of fucking entrepreneurship. We're told the overnight successes. We're told the stories of the Kardashians, the people who are fucking really, I mean, what the fuck do they really do that make millions of dollars? You know what I mean? That's what we're told. We're not told like the stories of of Joshua Rockwood, you know, who's fucking had false uh, accusations on animal abuse and had his whole farm fucking shut down basically for 18 months and had to fight the legal system to get it back. You you know, and then 10 years later, he builds this awesome, um, successful fucking company. You aren't told that shit because you know what? People don't want to hear it because that shit's hard and they don't want to believe that it's hard. They want to believe that they're going to hit the fucking grand slam to win the game in the bottom of the ninth and be the fucking hero. And that's not the way it works for for 99.9% of us. Right. Josh, so. the coolest thing about your story that you told me was that just at the time that you that all this stuff was going down, we had the very first episode of the MFCO project. You came across that episode, the very first episode we ever had was Andy talking about the power of perspective and how you to be an entrepreneur and to be successful in life in general, you have to be able to see the good in the bad. And uh, so that's that's exciting. That that podcast just changed my changed my outlook on the whole situation and we were able to to turn it around uh you know get a couple thousand extra facebook followers and and really get some support for your cause get the support yeah. for the yeah. cause yeah but. okay so our fifth and final entrepreneur's name is nicholas otherwise known as nico kaufman out from the pacific midwest the communist center what the of the fuck United is States. the pacific midwest <laughs> what, what is Did that I say midwest i'm sorry northwest. The pacific northwest the communist center of the united states of america but i'm sure you're out there fighting the good fight so nico you're involved in a very unglamorous business, but you're killing it. So I'll let you take it away. Realistically, in my eyes, what I do, it is kind of glamorous. Um, I started a pressure washing company. It's a long story. Essentially, I started working for this guy, and I felt like he was just stepping on my throat every fucking day, being like, I know you're good, but I don't ever want to see you do better than me. And, uh, you know, so I took it upon myself that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start my own. And, uh, I took the my final paycheck from him, which was like I think like 250 bucks, and paid my car insurance about a month late, so I could hop on the good old Craigslist, find what I thought was the best equipment for the money, 
and I was going to go all in. We were doing uh, car dealerships, washing down all their inventory, and I was all about it, registered my company, bought the equipment that I needed at the bare minimum just to get by, and then I went, I can't do this on my own. And since I had just started, it was hard for me to get people. I like working at it at night. You ever been to a car dealership during the day? It's fucking insane with people running around, driving around all over the place. So that that was my first wall, and I was I was like, I'm fucked. And then I was like, no, there, I got to do it. You know, I got to do something. At the time, my girlfriend was about three months pregnant, and I'm sitting over here. We were we were piss poor. We barely had a pot to piss in, and. Your back was against the wall. Back was against right. the wall. And realistically, I look back now, and that was probably one of the most exhilarating times that I ever had doing it because I didn't have money for anything. So it was literally going door-to-door after I'd worked about 6.30 a.m. I'm a service manager at an auto repair shop. And uh, go to work 6.30 in the morning, take like a 30-minute lunch. I, you know, they he encourages an hour. I took a shorter one so I could get out of there earlier. So that way I had more time to hit the pavement and literally go door to door, different neighborhoods throughout town, knocking to on people's doors, right? introducing myself to people, introducing my services, what I could do, trying to make friends. And it that was probably one of the hardest things I ever did because you had some people that were super, super cool, welcoming me into the house. Like, oh, you want like a glass of iced tea or anything like that? After I had been done working for them, some people would pay me a little bit more. And then I'd have people that would just literally slam, slam the door in my right face and face. tell me to fuck off yeah, and, man. to go get a real job. Yeah, And I'm like, What's your real job? Because I guarantee you, the person that you work for, at some point, did something similar to what I was doing to start my company. No question. So, what can I help you with? So, my deal is we've talked, you know, you got bracelets. You can, you know, hop on the internet, buy it, ship it anywhere. Me, you know, Mike with his back pain thing. It's all online. Like, that man over there is just, like, revolutionizing, like, I'd say medical attention, not... A practice essentially it's, right so for me it's if you're doing a labor-intensive job where I can't you know I can't throw my shit on a plane I can't hop in the truck and drive out to st. Louis right for a job how how important is social media for the people that are essentially for the time being Service jobs, service jobs, and labor jobs, right? Essentially, almost stuck in an area until they have the capital to grow and move. So, I, I, dude, I think that's a good question because I think a lot of people um, who are in the trades, so to speak, like painting, construction, uh, you know, power washing, like you are, they they don't quite understand how to utilize social to grow their 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 business and, um. Nobody's really doing it right now in those in those areas, and you have to understand that we are in a, we are in a time where we can literally target neighborhoods with Facebook ads about whatever service that we do, and you're in a good position because while you might not be doing it yet, neither is anybody else, and so if you're the first guy that does power washing that can figure out how to scale his business through Facebook ads and grow business through Facebook because that's where the attention is. That's where people are watching. That's where we spend all of our time. We don't watch TV. We don't listen to the radio. We're not reading the fucking newspaper anymore. No, we're on Facebook 
24 hours a fucking day. And if you could figure out how to target your little neighborhoods and get people to purchase your product and you could build a customer base that way, you could leverage that into word of mouth. You know, you can use people, you could do such a great job for people so they rep, they, they, that your advertising expense becomes exponential, all right? And your results become, uh, you know, so much better than what it costs to get. And by the way, Facebook is very cheap to do right now. Um, that you could grow your company that way. And then, you know, you, you, you get enough customers where you can't do them all yourself. You hire another dude. You know, you have him fucking do it. You reinvest and grow your company. And, and you know, I think the idea that what you guys have to understand if you're in that sort of service business is that, you know, start some, pick somewhere to start a neighbor of geographical location and build outward, you know, go out from there like a, like a, like a radiating target. All right. You know, start very focused as you get bigger, you can hire more people. And you can start to go in other areas. But the point of it of, of starting in a, in a radiating focus is also, it's not just, hey, let's start in this neighborhood. But, you know, it cuts down your travel time. It cuts down your expenses. It cuts down, if you can get 10 jobs in the same neighborhood, now all of a sudden, you know, you're you're building a network of, of customers that are all in the same area. And, dude, it's just a, a strategic battle plan, so to speak, about how to grow your business. Um, the answer to your question is social is highly underutilized for your kind of business, you know, and people who are in those kind of businesses, uh, power washing, construction, uh, doing any kind of labor or service, painting, you know, you guys aren't utilizing social at all. And if you do, you're, you're, you're basically have a Facebook page for your company. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about figuring out how to fucking run Facebook ads targeted at certain clientele that are very, very cheap to run. And they're going to be extremely cheap for you guys because other people in your business are not doing it. Uh, most of the guys that do that kind of work aren't, they're not entrepreneurial minded. They're guys that do that work and they happen to have a business. And if that's you, you need to start thinking like an entrepreneur so that you can scale your business up to be a real company one day. And I mean, to me, uh, you're, you're in the best possible opportunity that you could ever have because up until the last three or four years where Facebook ads became relevant, how the fuck could one guy who owned some power washing equipment afford to advertise on TV or radio? You couldn't do it. It would be fucking impossible. He can't. So the biggest companies, the biggest companies that have already established themselves are going to be the ones that stay there because you can't get to that point of actually running an effective campaign because it's too much money. And because you don't have the money, you can't get the customers. And because you can't get the customers, you know, you end up staying in this little bitty cycle of, of, you know, the two or three or five people that you might talk to. And the reality of business now is that you could take someone who is small and scale up very big against these bigger companies who are refusing to adapt and they're still spending their money on TV, on radio, on print, and you could beat the shit out of them very, very quickly. Um, so if I were you and I was anybody listening in those kind of businesses, I would learn how to, how to run Facebook ads and I'd become really fucking good at it and I would spend every fucking minute that you have learning how to do that and do that, you know, until you scale your company to where you want it to be. Because we're in a time right now that it's the first time in history we've been able that the little guy's been able to legitimately compete with the big guy when it comes to a service-based, uh, labor-based type business. You know, 
you, you weren't able to do that 10 years ago. Now you can do that. So it's a, it's a really exciting time for, for, for guys like you and guys that are in those sorts of businesses to scale because the big guys, the guys who have been around for 20 years, 30 years, they're still the, stuck 20, they're not 30 paying years attention. ago. They're not paying attention. They they have the attitude of I'm the king, we're the king. Those little guys are never going to get us, and uh, you know we're going to keep spending our budget on the radio, on TV, and they don't have any need to like adapt, right? And you're going to be able to you're going to be able to fucking adapt quickly, and 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 out out place them in the market in a in a very short time period. So it's it's very very exciting. You know that wasn't. A, we weren't able to do that five years ago. No, not at all. Right. So you're in a situation that, that I would be extremely excited about. I yeah. I can't even explain it. It's just like now I'm just like, I mean, I don't want to leave here, but I'm like, I got so much shit that I can do today. Yeah. I want to hit do it, it hard like next week. I'm like, yeah. All right. It's time to make this my bitch. And yeah. It's yeah. Hit it as hard do, as man. I can. And if you're in the Portland area and you listen to the MSCEO project and you need your, what is it, your uh, your house power Services, wash? I do houses, driveways. Yeah. I've got this new stuff that- Doing roofs. From my yeah. research that I've done, really not very many people in, especially Portland, but the whole Northwest, West Coast, it's going to be huge. And yeah. I'm getting ready to, you know, drop some money and get this whole new setup because it's, it's low pressure, not high pressure, because I don't feel like- buying new roofs for hundreds of people i just yeah. want to help them make their roofs look better last longer we're gonna guys find you on company. social my uh instagram i'm not super super huge on posting but you're, it's but you're gonna at, be i'm and i will <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be it's gonna be crazy yeah. and uh actually within the last couple of days started an instagram for my company um it's at king's pressure wash and my personal one is at in in underscore kaufman K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, that was a good question. A yeah. Very, very useful, practical question. Yeah. yeah. Guys, thanks so much be, for being with us. A couple things. One, uh, listeners, if you're not following Andy by now, you really need to be following him. I'm sure you are, but just in case you aren't, it's at Andy Frisella uh, for pretty much everything except for um, Snapchat is MFCEO-1. And uh, Tyler is at my Tyler M A I underscore T Y L E R and I'm at Vaughn Kohler for everything V A U G H N K O H L E R. Three quick things. One, we're still getting uh, requests for um, Andy's favorite books. We've actually put those together. It's the mfceo.com forward slash badass books. That's his list and annotated bibliography of all, well, not all of them, but most of his favorite uh, books that he recommends. Number two, uh, People are still asking, you know, how how can I uh, buy Otis and Charlie? Which is kind of a strange question. Go to Amazon and uh, enter Andy Frisella and Otis and Charlie. The book will come up, and uh, if you buy it, please do us a favor and write a review. That really really helps a lot. And book is selling really well, so thank you so much for that. And then finally, Andy always says, uh, do us a favor by you know telling a friend ab- about us. I just want to echo that and just say, guys. Do us a favor, help us to spread this movement. So many good things are happening, so many lives are changed. Um, tag your friends on everything Andy Andy posts. Um, email them, do whatever you have to do, but tell them about the MFCO project to, so that we can expand the movement because good things are happening. You want to be part of it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's something that 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 needs to be expressed. I don't think we've hit on that in a while. Is that this is a movement? You know, the reason we do this shit is to help cultivate the next generation of entrepreneurs. Um, you know, 
you guys listening are mostly very like-minded people. You're people who think the same way. And we're usually the kind of people who look at everybody else and say, why the fuck do they think that way? Um, if we don't stand up and, and help spread the mentality that we have, guess what's going to win? The opposite mentality, the entitled, the deserved, the whining, crying, bitching shit that we're all tired of. So, uh, you know, be proud of the way that you feel about things and the way you view the world and help bring other people to this quote unquote meeting place because uh, we need to take the shit back. Um, I also think it's important to note, you know, guys, these, these guys that we're here today are real people. They're not people, you know, that we set up to come in here as guests. And I didn't know the questions that they were going to ask. And I'm sure that you have your own questions that you want to ask, but it's important to remember, you know, and I want to hit on this again. I hit on this in the podcast. Entrepreneurship is a hard thing. It's a tough thing. It's something that you're going to get punched in the mouth on a daily basis. And the obstacles that you're going to have, they might be unique to you, but you're not the only motherfucker out there having issues. You're not the person that's having uh, this, you know, the, the, the sky isn't falling on you because uh, you're you. Entrepreneurship is just that fucking hard. And so surrounding yourself and being around people who are also of that sort of lifestyle is extremely important. And not enough of you guys are doing that. You're still trying to hang out with your old crew, with your old friends who have regular nine to five jobs. And on top of you getting punched in the face on uh, your your journey every single day, now you got to listen to these motherfuckers tell you about how stupid you are for doing it. So guys, do yourselves a favor. Put good shit in your head. Surround yourself with good people. Be around people who understand the journey you're on and it's going to make your situation a lot more tolerable and a lot more fun so with that being said guys um i appreciate you guys listening i'm excited for the things that we have coming up thank you so much for all your support and we'll see you next time